this time, Reverend Matt Schneeweiss, Revenue Director of Student Learning Machine in Otero, student of Rabbi Moskowitz for more than 20 years, will address this. Rabbi Moskowitz was my Rav Mulpak, my main Rebbe. I'll often find Rav Mulpak as the teacher from whom you learn the majority of your wisdom. Upon the death of Rav Mulpak, the Talmud, the student, is obligated to tear their garment in the same way that they would tear from the death of the parent. The source of this law is from a story about Ilya. He was Samudra and Samudra Kinare Kare Jahaj Dono Pahli Bar Degreti. और ऐसे में जैसे ही हाथ पकड़कर मैंने उसे जहाज पर चढ़ाया वह इतना खुश हुई कि मारे खुशी के मुझसे लिपट पड़ी one is determined by genetics, another by upbringing and parenting. The third is the unique relationship that exists between a teacher and his students. Ralbach explains that just as a biological father produces the physical body of his son, a Rebbe produces the intellect, the soul, of his Talmud. It is for this reason that one is obligated to, to honor one's Rebbe more than one's father. Ramam explains why. Because your, your father brought you into Olam Hazeh, this world, but your Rav, who taught you Chachma, brings you into Olam Haba, the world to come. How many of us have been brought into Olam Haba by Rabbi Moskowitz? How many of us were introduced to the world of ideas and the beauty of Torah through the clarity of its teachings? How many of us can identify an exact moment in time, whether during a class, a discussion, or a Q&A, which in retrospect marked a crossroads and a turning point in our lives? When I flew back to Seattle yesterday, I had to think about what I would say if my partner asked me why I was crying. It dawned on me that the most accurate way to convey my anguish to a stranger who doesn't understand the nature of a Remy Talmud relationship would be to say, my father died. Rabbi Fox acknowledged this fact in the tribute he sent out yesterday, writing that Rabbi Moskowitz is survived by his wife Leah and by hundreds of students who were his children. The Rabbi Moskowitz didn't just bring us into Olam Haba, but also into Olam Hazet. How? In so many ways. Rabbi Chait mentioned a couple of them, but I have on my own list. By teaching us Mishlei, by showing us how to make decisions with Chachma to maximize the pleasure and minimize the pain we experience in this world. By teaching us that if you forego an opportunity to enjoy a permissible and harmless pleasure, then God will hold you accountable for not enjoying the world that you created. By listening patiently to our problems and offering practical advice and psychological counsel to alleviate our suffering and facilitate our happiness. Rabbi Moskowitz showed us that learning can be filled with laughter and jokes. He showed us that there is a time for Torah and there is a time for tiddlywigs. <laughs> Depending on what area you were from, he may have taken you camping and hiking, taught you how to chop wood and build fires, and maybe even blasted you with a super soaker. Years ago, Doug Taylor wrote a series of articles that Dr. Anderson mentioned about a fictional character modeled after Rabbi Moskowitz named the King of Rational Thought. When asked how best to live, the king replied, just do the right thing and enjoy yourself. Both elements are critical. Why does Elisha refer to his Rebbe as Israel's chariot and his horsemen? Abravanel writes, Eliyahu stood with his nation and fought against the enemies of Israel with more power than a chariot and fires. Those of us who have benefited from Rabbi Moskowitz's wisdom are aware of how many antagonistic forces he has saved us from, both from without and from within. 
My brother Johnny once expressed to Rabbi Moskowitz a sentiment that many of us have felt. He wrote, if I imagine never having met you, I honestly don't know where I'd be. There are so many unhealthy lives you prevented me from living. My mom really sums it up the best whenever she talks about the impact Rabbi Moskowitz has had on her life. She says, thank God for Rabbi Moskowitz teaching me about reality. <laughs> Before Eliyahu ascends to the heavens, he asks Elisha, what can I do for you? Elisha responds, most commentators translate this as, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. The Abraham is bothered by this interpretation, commenting, how could Elisha be so brazen as to ask to be greater than his Rebbe? Now, Rabbi Fox already addressed this, but Rabbi Moskowitz would not have been bothered by such a request. He took satisfaction in watching his students challenge his ideas. His greatest wish was for his students to become greater than him. He used to say with a smile, I'm teaching you the methodology of thinking so that one day you'll be able to use them against me to defeat me. <laughs> and I'll embarrass Rabbi Fox by saying, I, I, I have many memories of Rabbi Moskowitz looking wistfully into the corner and saying, you know, one of my greatest accomplishments was making Rabbi Fox. The <laughs> 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 uh, offers his own interpretation of Elisha's request. He explains that Pishnaim does not mean a double portion, but literally means two mouths. The Abravanel gives poignant expression to Elisha's thoughts, saying, Until now, it was just the two of us alone together. We used to talk together all the time about matters of Torah, God, and Chachma. There was no one else but the two of us. But what am I to do? What am I going to do once we leave me? This resonated deeply with me. And with permission of Brother Fox, uh, I, I'm going to talk about how Ramos impacted me. My relationship with Ramos began when I came to NYHS in 11th grade. I had my first class with him right around the time I converted to Judaism. Um, this learning relationship extended beyond school hours to classes he gave at his house on Sundays and during the summer. Those sessions were the highlights of my summers and exposed me to the type of relaxed, casual, banter-filled learning that epitomizes Rabbi Moskowitz's joyous approach to Torah. Equally good were the discussions we had afterwards for endless hours in the infinity of the Seattle summer afternoons. After the untimely passing of Shmuley, Shalom, Rabbi Moskowitz gradually stopped giving public classes, but a handful of his Talmudim continued learning with him. Eventually, these group learning sessions stopped. Then it was just me and him alone together, sometimes in person and sometimes on the phone, sometimes every week and sometimes every day. It was during that transitionary period that I ceased viewing Rabbi Moskowitz as just my Rebbe. I realized that he had become one of my best friends. In that sense, I feel like Alicia must have felt. I just want to hang out with him again, talking about life and ideas and the life of ideas with my dear and irreplaceable friends, my, my Rebbe father. And the amazing thing is, I know that my experience wasn't unique. Rabbi Moskowitz cultivated so many individual relationships like this in each and every generation of his Talmudim and his friends and his colleagues. He had a gift for making each of us feel special. What exactly was Alicia asking for in his request for two mouths? The Abramel explains, up until now, we spoke mouth to mouth, face to face. But from now on, let your spirit speak with me in prophecy just like we used to do in person. I don't fully grasp what the Abravanel means, but I do know how it applies in the case of Rabbi Moskowitz. Not a day goes by that I don't quote Rabbi Moskowitz in my own cheering. His voice is with me in the questions I ask, the answers I give, and in my relationship with my Talmudim. When I shared the Zoom info for this Leviathan in my Talmudim yesterday, I underscored this fact by borrowing a line from Rabbi Akiva and applying to Rabbi Moskowitz. Shali v'shalachem shalohu. Your Torah and my Torah belong to him. 
And yes, I even have his literal voice with me on my phone. My favorite voicemail I saved from him, which begins with the, with the words, Hey, Matt, this is your Yates or Hara speaking. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, if Rabbi Moskowitz is the voice of your Yates or Hara, then that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> it is impossible to fully express the magnitude of what we have lost. It is impossible to fully express my gratitude for what Rabbi Moskowitz has given me, along with all his other sons and daughters. All I can do is to cry out, Avi, Avi, Rechavi, Surel, Parashad. On behalf of all of his children, I want to say thank you, Rebbe Umori, for the lives you have given us. Thank you, Masuk, Surel, Surel.